up, we thought food was only something that could be enjoyed. And really, there's nothing wrong with that. But here's the thing. So much of life happens in the kitchen. It's a place to gather, to laugh, to burn your meatloaf while the kids do their homework at the kitchen island. So if life is happening in the kitchen, that's where we want to be. It doesn't have to be so hard. We can be great dads and great cooks. This show is about us trying to figure it all out. I'm Chris. And I'm Phil. Welcome to Dad's Kitchen. So, Phil, it's raining. Yeah, so it is. Nice Jan- January rain. January rain. Is that a song? Yeah, yeah. That's actually uh-huh. one of my favorite songs. Yeah, it's a good one. This is my favorite, too. Let me ask you a question. Do you ever bite your tongue on accident or on purpose? Yeah. Why wouldn't I? It Maybe a better question. Are there people that don't? Do I sound funny to you? Because I bit my tongue at dinner and and in the absolute worst spot. And I feel like I'm slurring a bit, Chris, and it's not because of the office whiskey because I don't have any of that. I don't know if it's like a self-conscious thing. Maybe you can't notice. Maybe nobody can notice because they're not actually listening to this show. But it hurts. It hurts a lot, Chris. And I'm hoping that you're going to save me tonight by saying all the things. Well, I'm not going to kiss it better. Uh, but <laughs> I'll talk with you, I guess. We'll give it a go. We'll try. Okay, good, 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 good. So what's new with you? I feel like I need a Chris update. I have some allergies right now. Oh, that's right. There was this cat that got in your office. Our office is actually an old house. And in the basement, there's there's actually a, a stairwell from outside down. Uh, but there's also like an interior stairwell. And some something happened and there was like this big hole that kind of opened up underneath the door. And actually uh, over the weekend, our alarm was triggered a couple times and uh, two different motion sensors inside and all the doors and everything were secured. And I kind of saw that hole, thought maybe there was an animal, brought one of our ring cameras inside. This is a long story. It's a good story though. I'm really but I figured out that it was a cat and I think it's been there for a while potentially and triggered several alarms. Anyway, huh. it was all over the office this weekend and now my allergies are suffering because of it. What kind of cat? Was it a calico cat? It was just a little black cat. A little black cat. That's pretty cute. Yeah. Did you keep it? Yes. Yeah. Where is it now? That's why, that's why I am... Uh, is Molly snuggling? Struggling with, with allergies, probably. No, actually, actually one of the one of the guys that work for us, his cousin might take it, apparently. Okay. Oh, way to be animal rescuers. You guys yeah, are good uh, people. On, Better people than us. On Amazon, my, you know, you know, Amazon Give. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. So, uh, you know, I'll explain it for the people that don't know what it is, Phil. There's like this whole side of Amazon that if you buy things from the, the give.amazon.com, whatever URL, proceeds go to support different charities and you can pick the charity that you want to support. And Phil, I support the ASPCA. Good for you. That's the one with the really weird logo that looks like two people hugging each other. Sure. Do you ever think about it? I can't it? think of what their logo looks like. Oh, well, but just we'll go and Google it. that and then enjoy it. And then, so it's it's supposed to be, I think it's like a dog with like the little nose, but it actually looks like two people that are hugging each other in a very awkward fashion. Okay. I'll I'll keep that in mind next time I buy something from smile.amazon.com. There you go. Okay, Chris. Wow. What an intro. That was a good intro. Thanks. Thanks. My mouth is already starting to feel better. That was That was the intent there, Phil. I have something I want to talk to you about tonight, and I'm not even going to pretend that I'm an expert in this topic because I'm not, nor am I going to 
pretend like this is something that people actually have to do because they don't, honestly. Like if you don't do this, more power to you. That's totally fine. But Chris, did you know that making homemade baby food is actually not that hard? Phil, 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 I did. I personally haven't made it myself, but Molly has made a lot of food for her. See, you were supposed to do all the talking tonight. The food processor gets a lot of use. Given the self-inflicted injury that I have on my tongue, how would you make baby food, Chris? What is that to you? Well, Phil, well, I would make it by going to the store and getting like a little pouch or jar or whatever the thing is that they put it in these days and bring it home and squeeze it into a bowl. And see, that's totally fine. Is that what you mean? Really? I mean, that's totally fine. Like, you don't have to... You don't have to puree it. You don't have to, you know, buy any asparagus and roast it and then turn it into a puree. You can, and I cannot stress this enough, Chris, you can just buy a jar buy of baby it food. and give it to your kid. Here's a question. Do they actually sell baby food in jars still? Is that yes. a thing? Yeah. What? Because like you're familiar with plastic? I have never bought. Well, I guess like, you know, back in the day, you could get those little glass jars of Gerber or whatever. That okay, so thing. I think... I think the glass what? jars of Gerber have turned into plastic. I mean, they sell life yeah, insurance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but we found this little company, little, I mean, like little as in there in every store in America called Beach Nut. And they are in glass jars. Oh, Beach Nut, Phil. Yeah, sure. The good old Beach Nut. No, I, I guess I'm, I'm asking because actually Molly has not bought baby food in that way. We have mostly done, like, honestly, she just makes her own purees of various things. Uh, Oliver likes prunes a lot in different things. But yeah, sweet potatoes. I think we've done the asparagus thing. Honestly, often it would be kind of potentially what we're eating mashed. But we've done, we uh, we, we have bought a couple things, uh, but they've mostly been like pouches, pouchy, pouchy food things. Like an applesauce? Well, they have other things other than that. But yeah, 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 like that. Okay, that type sure. of pouch. Yeah, yeah, nothing wrong with that. But, you know, going back to like buying it from the store, the truth is they've done their research. They know it works. They know what kids like, I think, to a degree. And by and large, if you were to purchase some pre-made baby food at the store, it's going to be pretty healthy. And there should be absolutely no shame in giving that to your kid because it's not that expensive. And yeah, it's super easy. But... Christopher, here's the thing about that baby food. It's sometimes kind of weird. Okay. Like weird in what way? Texture, taste? The combinations and like the way it like looks and smells sometimes. Okay. Okay. So you said you're not very well versed in this because you've just been making it all along and you know, good for you. More power to you. But maybe the next time you're at the store, browse the section of the baby food and just like look at the combinations and they're just kind of weird. Like, Is it like steak banana? Yeah, it's like corn, kale, and hot dog. Like what? Why are they doing this? Who would eat that? I wouldn't eat that. Would you eat that? It's like all of a picnic in a jar, Phil. That one makes sense to me. When have you ever had kale on a picnic? Salad, Phil. You don't eat salad. Okay, yeah, sure. I actually really love kale salad. It's one of my favorite salads out there. More so than spinach? Well, I like the crunch that kale offers. Then f- maybe you should be freezing your spinach. Oh, that's actually a terrible idea. Okay, but if well, kale, is an idea. If the so. advantage to kale is the crunch, then why puree and give it to your kid? That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Because apparently there are nutrients in kale, Phil. Yeah, actually, that's what I've heard. I've heard that. Maybe the internet. Maybe the show. I don't know. I think what is key here, and you just touched on it a few minutes ago, is that... 
whatever you think is good, whatever you're going to serve yourself for dinner, why not just puree a little bit of that and give it to your baby? And when I say baby, I mean baby like baby, baby, baby. I have a seven-month-old baby, and this little guy loves some sweet potato. And how did we discover this? Because we love sweet potato. So we pureed some sweet potato and we gave it to him, and it's like his favorite thing in the world. Did I give him the kale corn hot dog? No, I did not, Chris, because that is not something that I would like. Here's a question, Phil. Is that actually a real combination, or were you just making that up? Oh, I was just like the first thing that came to mind, but they're weird. I'm telling you, just oh, they, like okay. go to the store. They're weird. Because that was going to be super weird to doubt. Uh, but I think we should start a line of baby food, and that would be the first flavor, followed by banana steak. Picnic line. You have banana steaks on picnics? Well, you have hot dogs wrapped in kale. Oh, Phil, like. I eat a salad every now and then. So if you were to, okay, and I know that you said your wife is the one who who typically does this, but if she wasn't around and you needed to feed your kid and you had some vegetables that you were going to be having for yourself, what would you do? How would you go about this? Okay, well, if I had time, Phil, yeah, versus yeah, assuming, not having time and having to rush. Assuming that we all have the time. If I didn't have time, I don't know. That's a different story. Uh, with the vegetables, I would probably just take them and roast them. I would, I would throw them on a sheet pan, Phil. Maybe like minimal seasoning. Seasoning. Give it a little bit of maybe olive oil. I don't know. Probably not do a ton to it. Throw it on a sheet pan. Put it in the oven. 350, 400 for, you know, until it looks soft. Sure. Take it out. And, you know, probably throw it in like a food processor. That'd be the easy way of doing it. And you got a little bit of a puree. Honestly, at that time, I'd probably taste it, Phil. Because as you mentioned, babies are humans too. So they and are. And they have tongues and taste buds. So I'd taste it. If it tastes good to me, then I'd maybe call it done. But if it needed a little something, you know, just a little something, depending on what it is, I'd maybe bust out some spices or, uh, you know, doctor it up a little bit. But you know, as we've talked about, I would definitely taste as I go on this one, Phil. And then I would put it in some Tupperware. I love that, Chris. And that's really what kind of what I wanted to get to at this. The reason we haven't had our kale, corn, and hot dog mixture is because it doesn't sound good to us. And, or, you know, maybe to you, it doesn't sound good to me. And whatever I'm going to feed my kid, I, I want to be able to taste it as well. And I want to know, yeah, that actually tastes good. So I would like to introduce this new flavor to you, little baby. So taste as you go. Little, That's like the thing. Little graham cracker. Little graham cracker. Yeah. Have some graham cracker. Little olive branch. Get him, what do you call get him? him? Get, get him in the cannibalism track early on. Has, has he had graham crackers yet? Not yet. No, we're, we're waiting till he has some teeth. Oh, he's got them, Chris. He's got lots of teeth. They're just right below the surface and it has not been very fun for any of us. So yeah, you're, you're, you're pretty spot on with there. I think roasting is a pretty simple way to do it. You could do it in the microwave. Yeah, if you if you want to throw a sweet potato in the microwave, save a little bit of time there. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. And then you're right, throw it in our food processor. But here's the thing. If you need maybe just like a little bit of liquid to help puree that, throw some breast milk in there or some formula or some, you know, whatever oh, you typically give oh. the baby. I was going to say there's this thing called water. And water works just fine too. And I know it's like a super modern invention, but uh, I think they call them like a tap. I don't know about this. Tell me more. You no, know, like the, a faucet with tap water. Yeah. See, we've got this well and well. It's not that great. Well and well. Question, like, do you guys actually have well water out there very often? Uh, actually, my dad has a well. I, I was just thinking about like sea level. Water table is probably pretty high. How does that work? I don't know. My dad lives in the upstate 
which is like probably about a thousand feet of sea level, above sea level. So it works for him. I don't think it'd work for us. We don't have basements. We don't have cellars here in the low country is what they call it. We just pretty much have flooding and it never stops. Sounds like a great place to live, Phil. And somehow real estate values just keep climbing. I don't understand it. So Chris, I think all of this begs the question, what do you feed your kids? Your babies, that is. Popcorn. You mentioned the sweet potato. And sweet potato is not only delicious, but it's also a great base, I think, because it's relatively neutral, but it, it also works really well with other seasonings and spices. So like you mentioned, you might season your sweet potato with something or you might you might maybe brush some olive oil on there. And those are all great. I, I see no problem with that whatsoever. But with sweet potato, you can also introduce things like cinnamon and nutmeg or curry. We gave little graham cracker some curry in his sweet potato and he absolutely adored it. And so I think if you want to introduce your introduce these concepts of maybe some curiosity with foods later in life, why not introduce them in their babies? That's all I'm saying, Chris. That's all I'm saying. Hot dogs and sweet potatoes. Sure. What? You know what? Why not? Why not? What are some other foods that you might feed your baby? Steaks. Sure. Foods in general or foods that you make? Yeah, like food, like realistically, what do you what do you guys give your baby? Well, he is a lot of oatmeal. Obviously, he's kind of moved past oatmeal. He, he has his moments. He went through a very, very long oatmeal phase, very, very much like that with some prunes in it. Um, trying to think back because now it's like, you know, mostly what we're having. What are you looking for here? No, I was just curious to know what you, you actually give your kid. You mentioned asparagus. Yeah, honestly, Molly had a bunch of different things that she had made up for him. It was just a lot of roasted vegetables of various varieties. I think there was like a fair amount of variety to it. She also wasn't above, you know, taking maybe a side that we were having for dinner and pureeing that for him. Uh, so it, I think she tried to get him a good bit of variety. Yeah, I think that's great. That's lovely. He has some good too, though. Sweet potatoes were a favorite of his as well. There is one advantage to scouring the baby food aisle and finding all those funny combinations. A lot of times they'll have, not a lot of times, I think every time, they'll have uh, printed on the label like an age category. So like, I want to say like banana might be what they call phase one, which is like three or four. No, I think it's like four to six months. You can kind of introduce that. Whereas asparagus might be like a phase three, like don't introduce that until you know, seven or eight months or I can't remember what they all, all are specifically. But when looking at those, I think it kind of gives you a little bit of inspiration. At least it did for us. So like sweet yeah. potato, which again, we're overselling it because it's like such a great thing to feed your kid. I think that was like a phase two. So like at six months, introduce a sweet potato. And then from there, just have fun with it. Create your own combinations, but maybe stick to those guidelines of what are some good ideas on what you could give your baby when or Chris do what we all should be doing and ask your pediatrician. Because doctors know a thing or two. Does your doctor care, Phil? Do you feel like your doctor cares? Does he care? Oh, yeah. His name is Wilmond. Love that name. It might be Vilmond. I'm not sure. I'm fairly certain he is from another country. And I love him. I just call him doctor. That's good advice, Phil. Okay. What happens if you make too much of your baby food for your baby? Can you save it? How do you save it? What do you do? Feed it to them the next meal? I think there I think there are several things that you can do, Philip. It depends on what you mean by too much, though. Well, are we talking about like leftover. we have a gallon left over or like another serving or two? Uh, let's say enough of leftovers that you might want to freeze it. Well, in that case, Phil, I'd probably put it in the freezer. Just by itself? Just like a spoonful? 
Just yep. plop it in there. Let's throw that in there. Well, um, one thing that we did that seemed to work really well, actually, was an ice cube tray. Oh, you stole my idea. That was such a good idea. Sorry, Phil. Sorry. But that's I blame Molly for that. Uh, but yeah, no, it totally worked really, really well. She would freeze ice cubes of, of baby food and pop it out, throw it in the microwave when he's ready to eat. One or two cubes, maybe three. It's great for portion much in a couple minutes. Yeah. Got to keep that, keep that waistline slim, Phil. Throw, throw some, oh, the shaming in this episode. This is like not where I wanted to go with it. I feel like, I feel like we're in trouble now. Honestly, we should have been canceled by now anyways. But yeah, just uh, throw some in an ice cube tray. And then once it's frozen and taken shape, we just toss it in a Ziploc bag. And just keep it in the freezer till it's got freezer burn. Because that's what Americans do. Babies don't know what freezer burn is, so... Chris, I gotta be honest with you, this is, like, so much fun to talk about, but man, my tongue hurts. Can can Ashley kiss it better? So, do you think you could just, like, put a nice lovely bow on this episode and wrap it up for me? Pretty please? please? Well, Phil, no, I'll, I'll let you keep going. <sighs> Tell us more about baby food. If you want to learn no, more Phil. about baby food, <laughs> email Chris at chris at dadskitchenco.com, and he'll tell you all the things. Me, on the other hand, nope, I got nothing. Yeah. Phil, I think that was some some great concepts there. I think just the idea that you can actually make your own baby food was something that I hadn't really thought of, and I get to credit my wife for that. Uh, She dove into that wholeheartedly and made all of her some great foods. And I think there are a lot of like really super interesting ideas along the way. Yeah. It's just not, not that, not that foreign of a concept. If you think about it, if you're having dinner and you like it, throw some in a food processor or a blender or a magic bullet or whatever you have, or maybe you're just really good with a fork and you can kind of like whisk it up into a puree. Awesome. We did that plenty and it can be done. It works. It totally works. And Chris, taste as you go. Oh,